I'm Novak Djokovic. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross. Welcome to the Kiwi Tennis Podcast. I'm Tom Cross. I'm Dave Worsley, and what a two weeks Wimbledon was. To my mind, Tom, I think it was the best two weeks of tennis uh, for men, particularly, that I've seen for a very long time. The standard was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, standard the matches. Uh, you had a new number one. You had a new champion. You had you know, uh, a loss, a comeback loss, if you can call it that, from, uh, from Federer. Yep. Uh, never done that before, and how many how many matches was that? Some phenomenal number that he'd never lost since from two thousand and three, since he won Something Wimbledon. Like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just just amazing stuff. And uh, you had Songa diving like Boris Becker. It was exactly. great to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's players all over the all over the show on the ground at times, and uh, a racket broken there by uh, Djokovic. There was also. Um, one of the players threw his racket and uh, threw it so hard that it bounced over the fence onto another court. I saw that, yeah, that was, that was quite a clever little trick. Yeah, there's some amazing stuff that went on. And, uh, yeah, we shouldn't uh, degrade the women's draw. We saw a new champion who was going to be a very frequent champion in my mind. Because Without a doubt. Yeah, uh, Kvitova was just uh, fantastic. Uh, she was my concern that making the final, that she may just freeze a little bit. You know, first time at a Grand Slam yep. final, it's very easy to just go, whoa, what am I doing here? Only second ever time at Wimbledon. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just amazing. But she's always been a good player. I remember about three years ago at the US Open, maybe two, three years ago, I uh, couldn't say her name, but we all knew that she was going to be good. Yeah. And she's lost a few pounds from then. She really needed to just tone up a little bit, and she's done that. It was the same with uh, Denaro Safina. Once they lost a little bit of weight without going too thin, it was just the movement, the fitness. Yeah, much faster around the yeah, court. Yeah, exactly. And you can see with that, uh, those ground strokes, just bludgeons it. It's kind of like Del Potro, you know. It's kind of like Del Potro as well. Just bludgeon the ball. It's you know. Let's just smack it. And she out, she out hit Sharapova. Let's let's be fair. Yep. Oh, definitely. And uh, you know, there was uh, some good serving by her as well. Great to see Sabine Lisicki coming through. She was, I guess, her and Kvitova. We knew that Kvitova was top ten. You know, we knew that she could do well, but no one really expected her to win the title. Was always going to be the Williams sisters first, and then Sharapova, and then whoever, whatever. But to see her come through was great. And then we saw Lasicki come through and really delight the crowd. You know, people love watching her play. She's always, serve. she's always played well on grass, Lasicki. Made the quarterfinals once yeah. before. She's a, she does like the grass. And she's been out for a lot. She's out for nine months last yeah. year, wasn't she? So yeah, exactly. It's so, great to see her return well. Yeah, and, you know, getting a, a young player like that and um, seeing her come through. I guess those two players were the two biggies in the women's draw. Who else? Anybody else do well in the women's draw in the singles? Not that really stands out. I think Sharapova, it was good to see her play well. Yeah. I think uh, she was the favourite when Serena lost, even though yeah. Serena hadn't played many games. Um, but I think Sharapova was under pressure because she was expected to win. Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, Sharapova had done all right in the lead-up tournament. Uh, plus, she's always uh, done reasonably well on grass, uh, you know, of course, winning it and, uh, when she was 17, 2004, the year of the Russians. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's a top grass court player. Uh, and she hadn't dropped a set until the final, which was she was pretty devastating exactly. through her round. She played the young British girl Laura Robson, um, who who started off Smiley pretty well. One. Yeah, she's seventeen as well, and, and of course the Brit- the British press were going, oh, "Goodness, Sharapova woman, she is seventeen. What can Laura Robson do?" And the difference in class is vast, unfortunately. Ah, 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 that's but just funny. The other player to do reasonably well, but not as well as she should have, was uh, Azarenka. Yeah, reached the semis. I, I, I would have expected that, you know, from the beginning. 
and people were hoping that her and Sharapova wouldn't clash in the final because oh. it would be just too na- too noisy. Imagine that, that it, a rainy day with the roof closed, it would have been terrible. Yeah, yeah, it could have been quite amusing, that. And in the men's, Novak Djokovic, it was great to see him get his first Wimbledon crown. Yeah, and he played so well. He, he really did. It just uh, some phenomenal tennis from Novak. Uh, in fact, I just think there was phenomenal tennis full stop in the men's draw, but Novak Djokovic taking over as number one, uh, even if he had lost the final to Nadal, who we suspect, or is it rumoured to be injured for uh, six, six weeks. weeks, apparently? Yeah, uh, fracture, a hairline fracture, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, hairline fracture on his foot, because he injured his foot badly against Del Potro in the fourth round. Yep. Um, that was a good match. It was a great match, but he did have a scan after that match, and his, his foot was fine, they said no break, but maybe playing on it three more matches after that game... Uh, would have done more damage, so now he's having a rest. So that's going to put him in a little bit of, uh, well, maybe doubt for the US Open. That's only about six to, well, it's actually about six weeks away. If you think about the US Open late August, so uh, yeah. not too far away at all. That's well, the last week of August, isn't it? Yeah, so let's hope that uh, Nadal is okay. But Novak Djokovic did play extremely well. He is uh, hitting some phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal balls at the moment. Just there's no weakness at the moment. No, he he is confident still. He I think the fact that he'd beaten Nadal four times this season really was a huge factor but on that final. That's the first time in a Grand Slam, though. It is. I know it's a, it's a huge jump up again, but I think the confidence going into that game for him was significant to any other Grand Slam match because the fact that he'd beaten him so many times on yeah. clay, on hard court, and also his serve is so much better now. Yeah, he served thing eighty percent first serve. Amazing. It's phenomenal. The uh, well, we're about to say the big mover in the top ten is no one, uh, but it's Andy Murray making the semis. No Again. surprise. <laughs> no surprise there. For oh, the third guy. time, poor guy. There's an immense amount of pressure every time he plays at Wimbledon. But he's better than Henman, though, don't you think? As a player, if you had to put them up against yeah. each other at, the, at their peak. I think he's more of an all-round player than Henman. Henman was a fantastic serve volleyer. Um, I think Henman, the expectation for him to win at the time was greater because English sport was pretty dismal back then and now it's a lot stronger where in what in cricket in <laughs> rugby in football <laughs> oh i don't think so um <laughs> <laughs> but no andy murray he, he again he lost to nadal he started off well in that match he won the first set convincingly um and then he had a break point no, i think he missed a sitter of a forehand drive volley to get break points in the third game of the second set he missed that by about an inch and then from that seemed to be the turning point. From then on, Nadal won that set and then steamrolled him. It was a real shame. And what's the deal with the microphone not working when they were doing the presentations for the men's that final? That was abysmal. Now, th- that is not Wimbledon. You would think someone would be checking That's that beforehand. not Wimbledon. That is not meant to happen. So uh, they had one microphone for the stadium and one for the TV. And um, Blame it on the TV, surely. At, at the end, Sue Barker had to hold both microphones when interviewing uh, oh, Novak Djokovic. It's pretty bad. But he, here's the audio. Here's uh, Sue Barker interviewing Djokovic courtside. How did it feel when you won that last point? <laughs> it's really hard to describe this with uh, with any any words except uh, the best best uh, day of my life, the most special day of my life. This is my favorite tournament, the tournament I always dreamed of winning, the first tennis tournament that I ever watched in my life. I mean. It's, I, I think I'm still sleeping and still uh, having my dream, and, but but really, I mean, uh, thank you all, thank you all for coming and making this day even more special. Best player in the world, Rafael Nadal, who 
who has uh, won uh, two out of last three Wimbledons and you know he has always been winning big matches against me in the Grand Slams and you know I had to be on the top of my game I, I had to play my best and I think I, I've played really probably the best match I, uh, on the grass courts ever and I want to congratulate him for again for having great tournaments <laughs> You've got the Wimbledon trophy in your hands, and two days ago you knew you'd be the world number one. It hasn't been a bad few days, has it? <laughs> a couple of good days in the office, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was watching your family, the, the agony and the ecstasy of going through that, but it's very much a family affair, isn't it? Yes, well, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's incredible, even more incredible that I have the people I love most in this world and they're closest to me here to share the most beautiful moment of, of my career, uh, you know, here in the center court. Thank you guys for supporting me. And, and, uh, in the end, I want to, I want to, congratulate the Rafa's team for making another final and it's always a pleasure to play against a great champion and hopefully we can have many more matches here in Wimbledon and any other Grand Slams. Thank you very much. See you next year. Well done. We look forward to it. Wimbledon champion Novak Djokovic. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. So Novak Djokovic a deserved champion I think it's fair to say. He really did destroy, not destroy Nadal it's unfair, but the second set was the best set of tennis I've ever seen him play. 6-1 he was phenomenal. I mean, to get a 6-1 against Nadal on any surface, any time, anywhere, is, uh, that's phenomenal in itself. Yeah. And uh, well done there to Novak Djokovic. I have to admit that in the past, and we're talking about 18 months ago, two years ago, yeah. I wasn't a fan. No, me neither. And now you have to be a fan because the guy is just playing quality tennis full stop. And, and I, uh, I admire that. I was, yeah. I was supporting him last night. If you'd have told me that 18 months ago, I would not say I'd be supporting Novak Djokovic. Exactly. But I like the way he plays. I like his attitude. I like the way he's. I like his whole family environment around him. He's just Better a good. Now that fam the family in the past model. was not good, though. Family in the past was not good. The whole wearing your son's face on your shirt. And, that was stupid, yeah. And uh, <laughs> trying to get rid of Songer when in the uh, Aussie Open final. What was that? Two thousand and eight, uh, because his supporters were making too much noise, and it was just like that was just crazy stupidity and just lack of maturity on the parents' side. But you look at them now; they've, yeah. they've been through a well, lot together, and they all seem to work together. They're, yeah. they're a strong bond. And look at Djokovic; he's won eighty-one, forty-eight games this season now. Lost one game. Yeah, that was better. 7.5 million US dollars already. We're only just over halfway through the season. Yeah. It's pretty pretty incredible. It's his third Grand Slam as well. What about Federer uh, losing to Songer? What's your thoughts on that? I was very upset, if I'm honest, Dave. I know you find that hard to believe, me being such a Federer fan. But um, it's the first time he's ever lost from two sets of love up in a Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. It was really frustrating. Um, for me, his problem was that he always thought he was going to win. There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but it's the way you execute it on the court. And I don't believe he changed his game. He just thought he would get the break. Songa served phenomenally. Yes, you know. Songa played well. I mean, he phenomenal tennis, and you're just thinking, wow, that was cool. He did great. Yeah, and, and I think Federer was pretty, pretty respectful in his, in his interview afterwards. He did say the guy played fantastically well. And he also waited for Songa to dance around and celebrate, and he waited for him to walk off rather than, I'll walk off now, hopefully, you know, I'll get Which most course. players do, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that was, uh, you know, you, you cannot fault him on that. And uh, So well done to uh, Federer on that sense. Uh, well done to Songa for the win. And what it, what it shows to me is that you've got four, the top four players can all win Grand Slams, uh, within reason on Andy, Murray's, uh, on Andy Murray there. 
But you've also got other players outside that top four, say the Soderling at times. You've got uh, Ferrer at different times. Um, On hard court, I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not so much the winner's slam, but they can really do some damage. You know, if you get a Soderling, Ferrer, uh, Del Potro and Songer, there's another four guys that I've just named yeah. who, if you made that as your top eight, um, which really Del Potro will be up there and Song He will be, be, yeah. Song uh, is just a solid that, top that's, a, that's a great top eight. I, I would yeah. be pleased to see that as my Masters tournament at the end of the year if I was ever And it could well Masters. be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, just imagine that, you know, because even if you were Djokovic or Nadal and you come up against Del Potro, you're thinking, oh, no. Or you come up against Soderling on the top day or Ferrer, who's just going to run everything, everything down and annoy you. Uh, you, you're always going to think, gee, I really don't want to play these guys. Whereas Which is great for the In draw. the past, there's been some players in the top eight, ten, who thought, yeah, well, I'm just going to beat them, so it's no problem. It's yeah. not that way now, or it won't be. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. Now, looking at the women's doubles, which is special for uh, New Zealanders, because Marina Rakovic making the semi-finals had an opportunity to uh, make the final. Uh, also did well by qualifying in the Wimbledon there and making through to the uh, second round as well. She did great, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, so she um, uh, lost to Hanchakova. Not a great match to uh, speak of on the actual scoreboard, three and four or four and three, something like that. But if you or Maybe think a bit less, sorry, it might have been a bit less. But anyway, it was a straight set loss, but she still did well to make the second round and gained a lot of uh, money. And a lot of ranking points as yeah. well, which will help her. Tom, what's her ranking going to be? You predict? My my predicted. Well, she's gained on the single. She's got she's gained a hundred points ranking wise. So um, she starts one four four going into Wimbledon, and I predict she'll be around one twenty to one thirty, because it's quite a big jump for her to the next yeah. gap. And depending on what other players did, uh, but her doubles was fantastic. She get she won nine hundred points. Wow. And. Uh, so she's going to be top 50, 50 to 70 in oh, the that's, rankings. That's huge. There were Tamarine Tennis-Sagan, the two yeah. of them there. There was one particular match, I think it might have been the fourth round or the third round, where Arakovic and Sagan took on uh, Huber and uh, Lisa Raymond. And Arakovic uh, was the youngest person on the court by a decade. No. She's 23. and she's <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's pretty funny because uh, Sagan's 34. Uh, Huber would have to be about 36 and yeah. Raymond uh, very similar so that was a good win there very good win to beat those two because they're um, former number one players in the world yeah yeah so you got that happening they won 13-11 in the third set yeah. that was the thing and then uh, you know they eventually lost uh, after having to stop for light at, it was five uh, all on the Saturday and they were sorry on the Friday they came back on the Saturday and they lost 8-6 to Stosa and Lissicky yeah the two big servers uh, yeah. Stosa good doubles player Lissicky uh, big serve has no idea how to play doubles, but she's got a huge serve. Uh, play know, with the heart, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, she had a lot of heart to actually do so well yeah. uh, in the singles and the doubles there. But still, for Marina to do so well, that's fantastic. Best effort by a New Zealander in Grand Slam doubles since uh, Brett Stephen, 1995. He made the semis of Roland Garros with Tommy Ho. Uh, also, the best effort by a woman, a Kiwi woman, since uh, Belinda Cordwell, 1989, made the semifinals of the Australian Open and uh, not quite equal to Judy Challoner who won the doubles at the Aussie Open and I think it was 1978 there you go there's a whole lot Some of good stats complete <laughs> stats off the top of my head there but Marina congratulations I think yeah. she had a fantastic tournament she won uh, it's going to be 80,000 Kiwi dollars which is more than the rest of the, her year combined yeah, in one tournament stuff. so she'll be delighted with that yeah. I'm sure and, and I think the confidence, and hopefully it will give her the confidence to get inside the top uh, 100 Singles. for the US Open. Yeah, that's the um, big one. She doubles, no problem now. Yeah, yeah. I so don't think that's really the issue for her. I mean, remember, they were lucky losers. They were. They lost in the final qualifying round. The final qualifying. They lost to a couple of Muppets who they shouldn't have lost to. Two Japanese girls. Yeah, yeah, who really have no idea what the net is and don't know how to play doubles. 
But you know what? They got a lucky loser spot and they took advantage of that. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, congratulations. That's all I can say. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast. It's Davis Cup week this week and uh, there's some great matches in the world group and there's a couple of really pathetic ones. Uh, Sweden, where are your players? Because your Swedish team is looking like the New Zealand team when it comes to singles rankings. In fact, I think the New Zealand team may be just about better uh, when it comes to New Zealand rankings. You're in world group quarterfinals. Robin Sodelink, where are you? Uh, Number two singles player, who are you? Michael Rodestad, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) 302 in the world. Then they've got some guy, Irvin, who is 355. Hey, they're good in doubles. Uh, Robert Linstead (laughs) and Simon Aspel and Linstead uh, Linstead doing very well. Yeah, he's doing very well there with... uh, Takao, Horia yeah. Takao as well. He won the uh, Open a couple of years ago. Last year. Yeah. Uh, you're taking on Serbia. Oops, you're going to lose. Uh, Djokovic doesn't really need to play. They've got no. Trojki, uh, Tipsadovic. Uh, yeah, and the singles there, no problem. So thank you, Serbia. You're in the semis. Thank you I very think, much. I think, yep, for me, it's uh, without a doubt, Serbia. Beta complete there. We look at Argentina, Kazakhstan. Interesting one. There is no one in the Kazakh team that was actually born in their country. <laughs> they're all Russians, yeah. Exactly. Um, but they get paid nicer because they're all the Russian guys who wouldn't quite make the Russian team as such. So uh, Yeah, the Kazakh Tennis Federation offer some good money for this. Yeah, I'm keen to take it up. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of Kazakh in me as well. Exactly. <laughs> I've been there. I have actually been there, so I've got that one over you. Uh, they're up against uh, Argentina, Chela, Del Potro, Monaco, Schwank. So, uh, all Oncle, you yeah. can't see Argentina losing this. No, I mean, it's, it's a solid uh, Kazakh team, though. Uh, Gobev, uh, he's uh, what's that, a good 45. Um, yeah, we've got 60, 141, Kukushkin played um, Federer in round one at uh, Wimbledon. And yeah. He put up a good fight. So there's some decent solid players player. in there, but we're giving it to Argies. Yep, the Argy Bargies will take that, I think. And again, 3 0. And France versus Germany. I like this one. Look at this French team. Uh, Monfils, he's. Uh, there, top 10. You've got Gasquet. Where's it? Gasquet at uh, 11. 11 in the rankings. You've got Songer at uh, 14 or 15. And you've got Lodra. Who's and he's a very good doubles Singles and doubles, yeah. yeah. And they're up against uh, Germany. Florian Mayer, Kohlschreiber, Pechner, and Chris Cash, Cass sorry, in the doubles. Who made the semis at Wimbledon. So, again, they're, str- they're strong as well, Germany. Where's that one being played? In Germany. And I'm just seeing it's... Clay. Outdoor clay. Wow. Interesting. Uh, let's think... On clay. Oh, they're playing it in Stuttgart, so that's where the ladies have their tournament. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning. Uh, you have to lean towards France on that. However, on clay, a little different. Who knows? Gasquet is good. Is strong on clay. Will Songer be playing? That would be the question, I guess. Either way, both teams are pretty sh- strong in depth. Um, mm. I would just give the nudge to France, three-two. Yeah, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be a five-lover that one. And then we look at USA against Spain. And now, uh, this is the this is the big one because the USA, when they got the draw against Spain. They went for the fastest surfa- uh, surface possible they could find, which is in Austin, where a- Andy Roddick's from. It's yeah. indoor, what? indoor carpet. Indoor carpet, my goodness. Okay, well, that'll, that'll be interesting. So you've got Marty Fish, top 10. You've got Roddick, uh, top 10. You've got the Bryan brothers, who, uh, of course, won uh, the doubles at Wimbledon. This uh, 11th Grand Slam. Yeah, exact. Wow. And Incl- in, in that's tying the woodies. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, this is going to be great. You look at, uh, you've got Ferrer, Vadasco, Lopez, uh, Granolas. Now, uh, I'm going for the USA here. Yeah, Lopez can play on fast, but uh, Vadasco is in terrible form. Uh, Awful year. Yeah, Ferrer will do what he can. Uh, Doubles, Granolis is a good doubles player. Um, Won the Heineken Open this year with Tommy Robredo. Yeah, exactly. So you have to go for it. And let's have a look at the captains. You've got Albert Costa against another former uh, French Open champ, Jim Courier. (laughs) Uh, The all-time head-to-head 5-4 to to the States, and we'll go 5-4. We'll go 3-2. 
3-2? Yeah. Got to be 3-2 US. Okay. US on home soil, I can't see them losing. But this is the big tie, Dave. This is the big tie. <laughs> Everyone's talking about this tie. It's in... Yeah. Harwater. Where? Ha- yeah, exactly. Harwater, yep, just in the middle of nowhere. What's it? What do you do with Davis Cup? You take people out of their comfort zone. So this is uh, Group 1 Asia Oceania and New Zealand against the Philippines. Philippines, if they had been in Auckland, no problem. Yeah, okay, f- normal kind of city, no problem. Philippines, really humid country. It's a hot country. Yeah. Now... <laughs> New Zealand right now, no, but all bloody of freezing. Players, all of their players live in the US anyway. Um, there are a couple of them actually born there, uh, particularly Cecil Mamet, uh, the 35-year-old who's been ranked about 70 in the world. Uh, Cecil Mamet, he is uh, Shara Povis, Shazza's hitting partner. Uh, was he down so, in Auckland when Shazza was here? Uh, no, because that was, um, that was uh, the other hitting partner, and I'll just it'll come to me. He got kind of dumped because he... We'll get there. Okay, I'll come okay. back with his name. Um, no, no is the answer, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Cecil Mamet, uh, the very experienced 35-year-old there, done well. He made a final of an ATP event. Only 35? I thought he was about 85. Yeah, pretty much. Been around uh, a long time. Ruben Gonzalez ranked uh, bugger all, 978. And uh, Johnny Asila. He's, he's a young guy, isn't he? Uh, Ruben, no, no, there's another guy. Uh, Jason Patrombom. Patrombom. Well, it's something a like that. Name. This guy's uh, ranked top twenty juniors. He, he's a fairly decent junior. Uh, plays actually with another with a Kiwi uh, junior, and uh, plays a bit of doubles with a couple. Uh, Jaden Grinter. They play pretty good doubles together. And Philippines have a three-one uh, head-to-head against New Zealand, uh, going back to nineteen sixty-eight when they first played up in Manila. But have uh, they played before in Harawa? Uh, no, they have not played before in Harawa. There's only been one match in Harawa when New Zealand beat Pakistan, Qureshi, and uh, beat them about three-two there. Uh, New Zealand team, Mike Venus, Artem Sitak, Ruben Statham and Marcus Daniel. Mike just made the quarterfinals last week of uh, a 50k tournament up in, uh, where was it, near Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat uh, a top uh, 150 player. He beat uh, the Japanese guy, didn't he? Yeah. Sueda? Yeah, Go Sueda. Yeah, Go Sueda. And then lost eventually to um, uh, someone ranked about 150 as well. So he's uh, you know in pretty good form. Indoor, so he's got a massive serve as uh, Huge Mike serve. Venus. Big forehand too. Yeah, so that, that should be good for him. Yeah, this tie's going to be really interesting. It's going to be freezing cold in Hawara. We're looking um, forward to that one. We're both going down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be fun because the actual stadium is a good indoor sports centre, really fun. Uh, there'll be a crowd of 900 people is what they can take, but hey, that's cool. Yeah. It'll, it'll be great, actually. Partisan Kiwis, are sure, of course. Well, yeah, it's an interesting crowd that you're going to get there. Underneath Mount Egmont, it's got a lot of snow on it, apparently. Just speaking to people down there, uh, the court's laid, they're hitting, they're practicing. Uh, according to my sources, the Filipinos can't shut up. Um, that was from the person who drove them from the <laughs> airport. <laughs> they just won't shut up. Trying to keep themselves warm. <laughs> no, it's, it's a very funny little town, and uh, really it is taking everybody out of their comfort zone, including me. Uh, well, I've never been there before, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll have a you'll find it funny. Yeah, that's for sure. No, it's going to be really great because you can get up so close to the actual tennis. Uh, the media room has uh, the best heater in the whole place. Good to hear. That's important. We're, we're and that. we're going to be live streaming as well uh, throughout New Zealand. Uh, the ITF won't let us actually stream overseas, bastards. My oh, God, what good is that? Let's hold it back so people in the Philippines or overseas, any Kiwi overseas, can't see it. But what's the website? Uh, so it's uh, tennisnz.com. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Twitter. Uh, Tom, you'll be on Twitter. That's yep. uh, tennisnz, uh, so at tennisnz. We'll be tweeting Facebook. live updates. We'll also be tweeting via our account too, which is NZ yep. Tennis Podcast. Exactly. So, so uh, Tom's going to be in charge of those. So uh, check 
uh, tennisnz.com for see if you can get the streaming or then um, we'll have all the links and everything else as well. We'll be putting some videos up on YouTube for the guys practicing and uh, whatever else. And so, news, yeah, name it, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to actually give it a bit of a boost uh, in many ways um, and see what we can do with the Davis Cup. If New Zealand win this, they stay group one for next year probably play Australia because Australia is going to well let's just hope that Australia loses to China because that'll just be funny (laughs) if New Zealand do lose uh, to Philippines there's one more opportunity to stay in group one and that'll be against uh, Taipei refuse to say Chinese Taipei because it's not Chinese (laughs) and they have Lu and he's a fairly decent singles and doubles player and wouldn't like to get into that situation so let's because that's two rubbers to them pretty much guaranteed yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's if he plays. I mean, he has, had, he has had some disputes with his federation. But uh, the good thing for, for the Kiwis this time is Treat Huey's not playing. He's yeah. the double specialist for the Philippines. Yeah. yeah, he's ranked about 90 in the world. And you'd say that with Mamit's uh, just know-how of playing under pressure, his experience, and uh, Treat being um, playing some pretty good uh, he played tennis. played yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, you'd give them the doubles. Now we've got an opportunity to actually do the doubles. Uh, my thoughts are that I'd put Mike Venus and uh, Ruben Statham in the singles. Ruben always gives everything. Yep. And in the doubles, I'd probably put Artem Sitak. Got a good doubles Daniel? record. Uh, no. You'll play Marcus Daniel? No. Hasn't played enough. Okay. I'd put in Mike Venus if he hadn't played too much the day before. Big yeah, serve. Yeah, not got, a five-setter, yeah. Yeah, you've got a big serve there. I mean, Ruben's still got a good ranking in doubles. I'd probably put Artem and uh, Mike. Um, I wouldn't uh, play Marcus. Uh, he hasn't just played enough. He's been too injured and hasn't played enough professional matches over the last um, couple of months. That's important. Although very Marcel important. Voss, the non-playing captain, is very much a Marcus Daniel supporter. But you know, here's an opportunity to win. Let's use uh, Artem in there and let's get a big server with him and just go for it. You know, we can win. So prediction? Yeah, I'm going for a, a, a 3-1 to New Zealand. Actually, no, I feel that's far too overconfident for New Zealand Davis Cup. 3-2. Um, <laughs> that'll do. 3-2 New Zealand. Exactly. Okay, we like to see that. And we will be doing some bonus podcasts while we're down there. Just little short podcasts yep. updating what's going on. So uh, look out for those. And the Twitter will be TennisNZ. Yeah, that's at correct. TennisNZ. Yep. We'll also be tweeting on our podcast one, which is at NZ Tennis Podcast. So. It's been a good couple of weeks of tennis around the world. And uh, I think this week we can look forward to the Davis Cup. Uh, we're not actually worried about the WTA tournaments this week or no. that uh, Newport sign for the men. Bad tiny, luck. tiny events. Two, yeah, two ladies events and one man. I mean, yeah. just, there's no one playing. Wozniacki's yeah. playing. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, she'll win the Wozniacki Open number two. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're just looking forward to Davis Cup this week and uh, yeah, hoping that New Zealand can do well. Uh, hoping that if Britain are playing, that they don't. Playing Luxembourg and Andy Murray's playing in Scotland. In Scotland? Ah, okay. Jill's Miller to serve up a storm. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, Jill's and anybody <laughs> else it. they can find. His brother can, probably is yeah. his mother and his dad. Exactly. Come yeah. on, Luxembourg. <laughs> and just finally, Dave, we've got to have your rants for the podcast. What's this What's this? No, rant I, this I, I did call the ITF bastard, so I'll just stick with that for the moment. Oh, plus the WTA haven't got their bloody rankings ready. Yeah, what yeah, the heck's going on? They can't add numbers together? So there's, I, I'm keeping it as a gentle rant, you know, calling the ITF bastards. They're going to love me for that. Uh, and the WTA, what the heck? Come on, people. Get it. Add your numbers together. That's all you need to do. We want to know how our players or any players have done. That's it. Okay, enough said. We'll say no more. Thanks for listening. This has been the Kiwi Tennis Podcast. I've been Tom Cross. And I'm Dave Worsley. Check out for our bonus podcast live from the Davis Cup tie. The Kiwi Tennis Podcast with Dave Worsley and Tom Cross.